Welcome to the Love Life Church podcast, and thank you for checking us out. We love God, love people, and love life, and we hope this message encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. It is the year of what? It is the year of what? It's the year of what? Okay, what does that mean? Remember, we went through a whole teaching on the understanding of perseverance as far as you're looking at 2021, you're looking at life, and it is so important to understand what the scripture says concerning persevering, the ability to to continue on even though you have opposition, the ability to press in and press through, but to continue that until you're at the end. That's persevering. This year is the year of perseverance. And we need to understand that because I'm going to tell you right now, that's not normal. And the majority of everybody out there quits. They don't persevere. That's why you have a large amount of people that are just living life. They're existing. And they're going with whatever direction that flow takes them. I need you to understand some things scripturally and naturally about life itself, and it's called no pain, no gain. And we turned it in a beautiful statement in no pain, no gain, no pain, no gain. Those two coincide with one another. Because until you understand that, you won't reap the benefits of it. And I'm telling you, this is about life and it's about exercise. I've, I've been very, very faithful in, in lifting weights recently. I was unfaithful for many, many years. I want you to understand something. In, in college, I could bench 300. I could squat 450. I could deadlift, I could deadlift 400 pounds. I haven't done that since then. I can't do that. I can't. I need you to understand the application of what I just said. I have done that. I can't do that. Now, most people are living life with the wrong assumption. In other words, they believed that when they did it, it continues on. And they can always do it. And that's the lie. That's the lie of the world system, the lie of religion, the lie of most people living on this planet. Remember we, we saw in, when we were looking at, this was a, a few weeks back, and we were talking about wisdom and how if you don't use it, you lose it. Did you know that is a scientific, psychological fact about your brain? That you literally will lose knowledge and understanding of things if you're not exercising. I'm going to show this and I'm going to prove everything I'm talking about this morning. Because I, I want you to understand that if you want growth, natural principle, if you want growth. Like, if I did this, I'm not going to build any weight. Not at all. I'm just making motion. But if I add some resistance and I start doing this, I'm going to have growth. And growth equals what? Strength. Growth 
equals strength. I believe that most Christians are making a lot of moves. They're just moving all through life. No growth, no strength. No growth, no strength. What does that mean? Strength is taken away. You don't stay, I don't stay benching 300. It slowly goes away. That is a natural principle of life. It is 100% spiritual truth. So we need to get this right now for life. Because I don't want you in your 30s or in your 40s or in your 50s or in your 60s or in your 70s or in your 80s or in your 90s or in your 100s, lose the understanding of living life according to Scripture. Living life. Everybody say living life. Not existing in life. Living life. When you lose the consciousness of living life, you will die. Existing in life will not produce health. Please hear me. This is statistically sound teaching in the natural. And I don't care how old you are, how young you are, you need to understand the power of no pain, no gain. I remember that being a major statement, everybody wearing their t-shirts with their cutoff sleeves or their muscle shirts, no pain, no gain. And then there came the statement of, that's not right, that's not wrong. I mean, that's a wrong statement. You, you're trying to get people to hurt themselves. This came from people that don't work out. See, I'm gonna tell you right now, it is, this is science, medical science. This isn't, this isn't something that someone just came out, you know, some, you know, beefed up bodybuilder. Yeah, no pain, no gain. I got a third grade education. This is scientifically proven that if you do not have pain, I'm not talking about acute pain. I'm not talking about specific pinpoint pain. If you do joint pain, things like that, yes, you stop, you rest, you let it heal. But pain in itself is a, is a picture or a type of growth or like I have in my wall, Pain is weakness leaving the body. And so what you understand is when you take the principles of growth, muscle growth, you will understand that that pain is actually the micro-tearing of the muscle. And that micro-tearing of the muscle is having blood rush to it, and it's pain because there's a ripping part, but it's mandatory for growth and strength. So there has to be that opposition. Now, like I said, I'm not saying that you are working out to hurt yourself to where you have specific pain. Let me explain the difference. I'm not as painful as I was, but when I first started, I was a little baby. I mean, walking, oh, it hurts so much. I don't want to keep doing this because it was painful. I haven't worked out faithfully or worked out the right way in a long time. And when I did, my muscles were right going, oh, no, we don't do this anymore. No, no, you ain't in college anymore. What's going on? This, this isn't your life. 
And I not only needed to do it, it was mandatory. Why? Because I want to be filled with vigor. I want to be filled with strength as long as I'm on this earth. Not only for a short period of time, forever, as long as I'm here. Why? Because I have a destiny to fulfill. And then until I'm in heaven, i got to be strong. i got to be Samson in the good way. Not the negative way. Not the lust-filled crazy guy. But the good way. The thing is, is, is when we start looking at Bible truths and look at the scientific evidence that that has lined up and following Bible scripture, we realize this is so important in our lives. And when you can connect with this, you're going to see the benefit of it. So no pain means no gain. You're not growing. You're not having strength. You're not having the ability to become healthier. Pain, when you work out, you'll feel it on the whole body. Whatever part is being worked out, you'll feel the pain. If you feel a pain here and not over here and you're working out your legs, that's not a right kind of pain. Do you see what I'm saying? That's the difference. But pain here is a good thing. And so I have my boys doing this too. They're working out with me. And they're, they've experienced that, the, what it feels like to have that pain and everything. But you know what's really helped them is through the process of this, they've noticed change. They've noticed strength. They've noticed a difference in how their body looks. And I'm talking about only in a month. That's what we're created to do. To be able to experience pressure, to be able to persevere through it and have the benefit of getting through that time of pressure or that time of pain. Nobody wants to go in pain. Nobody wants to to focus or look at pain, but I'm not asking you to. I'm asking you to look at the Bible and let's look what scripture has us to pay attention to. Because I'm telling you, it's not about the pain. You're going to have it. Remember, Jesus said that. So we're going to look at these things and really get hold of this stuff. Now, understanding when it comes to no pain, no gain, you're actually moving into a place that's mandatory for your growth in life. And that is you're moving out of your comfort zone. Your comfort zone is everything you're used to doing. Everything you're used to doing will not produce success for your life. It's where you go into autopilot. There's no resistance. It's what you do. And you just live life that way. There's no growth, and always understand that all that means is your life plateaus and ultimately starts going backwards. We, we play a, a, a video game, me and my boys, that have the different types of uh, action in the game that has a time limit associated with it. So you need to score a certain amount of points to get the really good stuff, within a certain amount of time. And if you get to that place where it passed that time, your points start going backwards. And that sucks. 
unless you're about to clear the boss and you're above the 100,000 points, which I'm talking about. If you're above the 100,000 points, it doesn't matter because you're still looking at that clock, you're still looking at your points, but you got time to defeat the boss. See, I live a real life with my boys. Anyway, so that is in general a lot like life because you're going to get to the place in your life where you plateau, but all of a sudden you start digressing. I'm, what I'm sharing with you is just, just information, but I'm telling you, not only is it tied to the Bible, but it's tied to science and psychology 100%. 100%. It's tied to how your brain operates. So your brain, though it's not a muscle, it's an organ, it operates exactly like a muscle. Isn't that interesting? In other words, if you don't work out your brain in the context of working out a muscle, your brain will not grow. It will not produce the things necessary to increase in your intellect ability. You actually start losing memory. And it continues to amplify itself the older you get. Why? Because you're not working out the mind-brain hearing me. This is so key, so important to understand. And listen, I'm not talking, I'm talking, you could be in your 30s and start getting old. I'm not looking at anybody in purpose, all right? I'm looking at y'all. Let me read this statement to you. Medical science, psychology has found that muscles get stronger when we use them because our body makes new motor proteins that result in increased muscle contraction. The muscle increases in mass and becomes stronger at the most basic levels. New muscles make new proteins that somehow make the brain grow new cells. This past month and a half, I have been creating new brain cells, and I didn't even know that, just because my muscles and my strength is becoming new. There's new creation. Now think about this. Listen, I, I am ministering to you in ways that some of you, you need to really hear. What I tell you, I used to be able to do. I used to be able to bench, lift, deadlift, large amounts of weight. I mean, I was super strong for my size and, and, and what I operated in as far as sports. I couldn't get to a certain level of strength because it would mess up you know, the way I pitched or the way I shot or whatever. But the point of the matter is, is I was very strong. But it went away. All that strength went away. But all of a sudden, here I am, a few years later, growing muscle, becoming stronger, and creating more brain healthy cells. Is that awesome? Now look at this. Those brain, those new growth cells give you greater intellect, intent, attention, and perception becomes more sharper just by me working out. Isn't that interesting? Growth in muscle produce that. Like muscle, the brain works the same exact way. 
mental stimulation will improve the function of the brain and will reduce the chances of developing cognitive delay. In other words, remembering. And other types of diseases. Just by you working out your brain. Now, I'm not saying you got to get a brain dumbbell. But what I'm saying is new information. Doing something that causes your brain to enter into different areas. If you've never done art before, do some art. I'm telling you, this stuff works. And if you're like going, I've never been an artist. Man, just go buy you know, a kid's coloring book. Buy some Play-Doh. Do they still have Play-Doh? Is it still salty? Oh, whoops. <laughs> I didn't say that. I don't, I don't know what Play-Doh tastes like. Are you kidding me? <laughs> so you can start doing things. Believe me, if, no matter how silly you think it is, if you've not done it and you're starting to create your imagination in compressing and messing with that Play-Doh or drawing, learning a foreign language, doing something opposite of what you normally do. In other words, quit just existing in life. Live life with purpose. Be driven to say, you know what? I'm not created. You know how you are created? Go to the very beginning. You're created to be the person that was literally running this earth. You're created to be able to name every single thing on this planet. Because that's what Adam did. And remember, we, he was created after God's likeness and image. So are we. We are created to do great things. You know, when you look at the scripture and remember the Tower of Babel, where after Noah, that one group of people in, in, in the thousands, they came to the place where, you know what, let's gather together, let's stay together, and let's build this tower up to God. Let's build this city. And this group is, is, is speaking one language, and they have this one mind of, we can accomplish anything. And God saw what they were doing. And he said, this is just the beginning of what they will be able to do this is before he said, because they are one, they can accomplish anything. In other words, he was telling us thousands of years ago that right now they're making brick out of clay and, 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 and mud. One day they're going to be making iPhones. They're going to be flying. This is what he was saying. He was saying, when it comes to my creation, nothing is impossible. Now, we can look at things in the, in, forward and go, that's impossible. You're crazy to think that way because that's what people always do. Every group, every generation looks at the person that's thinking crazy and says, that'll be impossible. And all of a sudden, we're doing the impossible and everybody's along with it now. You cannot say it never could happen. Like, I would never. Now, years ago, I would, but right now, I would never say, you can't have flying cars. Have you ever watched the Jetsons? 
I'm telling you, we're going to, one day, we'll have flying cars. If God, if, listen, if Jesus doesn't come back real soon, we're going to have this stuff. And you might think, that's crazy. Yeah, exactly. You'll see. You'll see. It's crazy to go to the moon. We, got, we have vehicles on Mars right now. But we go, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's right. 50 years ago, you wouldn't be saying that. 100 years ago, you'd be saying, you're crazy. You're a lunatic. You're out of your mind. Right? See what I'm saying? And so from the very beginning, God made that statement like, nothing. They, they could, they'll be, do, be able to do anything. Look where we've advanced. Oh, my gosh. It's, it's something. And I thank God that I'm here during this time and not back in the day. Amen? I mean, I, I like this time, not back then. Praise God. But here we see that when we exercise the brain, it will cause the brain to become stronger. But what do we have to have? We have to have the understanding of no pain, no gain. In other words, you have to understand that the pain isn't not necessarily pain itself, but it's the results. Oh my gosh, this is good. It's the results of growth. It's the results of change. It's the results of taking a step in someplace you've never been before. You're pressing and you're going, oh, I don't want to do this. And you do it. And all of a sudden, it's not as bad as you thought, was it? You're out there. You're in there. You're about this. And you're experiencing something that's not comfortable at the beginning, but you pressed in. You pressed in. Back into my video game, I remember starting these games and going into different areas and playing different things and going, I can never get past this point. I'm never going to be able to defeat this boss. I'm never going to be able to win this. I'm never. Why? Why was I that way? Because at the point, I was underpowered. And there was no way with the way the game's written that my power level on my own was going to be able to beat that boss's power level. So what would I need? I needed a little help. Someone that had a little more higher power. Someone, you know, a team to be able to work against that boss. And that would give me the victory. But I needed a dream team. I needed some help. But as that team helped me, encouraged me, and all of a sudden I started realizing, wait a minute, there's different ways. I saw that guy jump up there. There's different avenues to be able to win and have victory. So that point of me going and bump dead, going and bump dead, going and bump dead, and going, ah! And my kids watch me. What's wrong, Papa? Nothing. Stupid game. Can't stand it. Bungie sucks. Just going through this whole process of being upset, but understanding later, there's just growth needed. You learn a lot playing video games. I know some of you go, playing video games, what are you? I am who I am because of the grace of God and video games. <laughs> So the point is, is what? I'm realizing the benefit of others helping, understanding there's different ways to get it done to the place where now I can go in and I win. I defeat them by myself. And then when I see other people struggling, I can go help them. And I'll get a GG for that.
That's good game. All right, just so you know that. All right. Oh, I got a lot of laughters out of it. You guys know what GG meant? Oh, because you're texting and all this stuff. Do you use GG? No? Oh, okay. We got a bunch of gamers out there. All right. Here we go. We're going to win the world now. So we got to look at the area of, okay, there's the natural um, strength pain of building muscle. Now we're at the place where the mind is this place, again, where it operates the same way. We're going to need to understand that there's this exercise going on here to what? Build my mind strength. What is my mind strength? It's the area of the soul. This is where we all lose. We lose the fight here. Right there in our soul. Oh, you got hurt? You got sick? That's not, that, you didn't lose. It's when you think about what's happening while you're sick or hurt. It's all about the soul. It's all about the mind. On this earth, that's all it's about. What about my spirit? Not your spirit. If you receive Jesus, your spirit's born again. It's one with God. It's complete, perfect. Now, there's maturing that has to take place within your spirit, but it's perfect. It's not losing the battle. It's the emotions, the soul. And you may say, well, yeah, it's losing. No, it isn't. Your spirit isn't losing the battle. Yeah, but doesn't, the, doesn't the, the spirit war against the flesh, this area of the natural? Yeah. But the only reason why it would lose is because this is stronger. Not because your spirit isn't strong enough. It's because you need to weaken. See, this is the flip that I believe most Christians don't get. We're thinking it's all about strength of spirit, strength of spirit, strength of spirit. Well, how do you do that? And that's the problem. I believe that religion gives us this false perception that it's all about the faith, the prayer, the, the spirit, the spirit, the spirit. No, it isn't. It's about weakening the flesh. Weakening the old man. Why would it say take off the old man and put on new if it's all about the spirit? I'm teaching that you don't hear teaching about. And I believe that what I'm teaching right now should be highest priority teaching of having victory over areas of your life that you're dealing with, that you're losing battles in. Because I'm telling you, most Christians, most religious concept is going to be, we got to be spiritual, pray more, read more. They do. I'm speaking out of wisdom, experience. I'm telling you right now. The way we do it is we weaken those other areas. Wasn't it by praying more? Isn't it by? No, that's not what scripture teaches. And then why do we have people teach that way? Because I don't believe they really know scripture. I believe they, they have a lot of information, but I don't believe they are in the, know the scripture. Because when you know the scripture, these things start laying down pretty simple. Listen, I've done this for years including getting into Bible college and, and, and all kinds of ways to, quote, learn the Bible. But it's until the past, I don't know, six, seven years till I've entered a whole different dimension of understanding. And it's given me even a greater understanding of God's love, God's grace, God's power, God's goodness. And by this, I've been able to enter into this whole different view of what I know for a fact is sound doctrine. Sound doctrine. 
Because many of these teachings, though they sound correct, the Bible contradicts it. Like I said, you're saying, well, you need to overcome this area. You need to pray more. You need to read more. Okay, then why does the Bible totally contradict it on areas to have victory? Because if it's telling me, if I'm dealing with issues of the flesh, I'm dealing with these issues of my carnal life, I shouldn't take it off. I should pray more. There's a good place in Scripture. Just put it in there. Pray more, read more. But it doesn't. It doesn't say that. It says, you take off that old way. And then you put on the new way. It didn't say put on the spirit because you're already born again. It didn't say build your spirit. Are you guys hearing this? What will that cause? Your spirit to mature. How come? Because you're experiencing the pain and now you're going to operate in the game. You're understanding that the opposition isn't my problem. It's, it, it, it's what I focus in on, and I feel the pain, and it's ugly. But everything in here, and even everything in science, is telling you, don't look that way. I know it's not easy. I know this isn't is something where everybody's going to go, oh, okay, I got it. I'm going through pain, but I won't feel it no more. That's not what I'm saying. I feel the pain. I felt the pain in my muscle. But see, when you understand, even Scripture, look at this. John 16, 33. I've told you this. This is Jesus speaking uh, to his disciples. I told you this so that my peace will be with you. What did he tell them? He said, I'm leaving y'all. I'm going to leave. You're going to be alone. He goes, but don't worry. Don't have fear. Because it's important that I go. He said, I'm leaving. You're going to cry. You're going to be sad. You're going to feel pain. But the pain will turn into happiness. That's out of the mouth of Jesus. That's what he said before. Then he says this. I told you this, that my peace will be with you. Now watch, this is totally contradicting in our understanding. In this world, you're going to have troubles. Dude, Jesus... You just said, I'm going to have this peace. I'm going to have happiness in the midst of all this. And now you're telling me, in the world, you're going to have trouble. He uses the Greek word, flipsis. Flipsis is, is beyond trouble. It literally is the mental attack or anguish that you feel on all sides. And we use the, the, the analogy of a BB. If you put a BB on a flat surface and you press your thumb on it, it will cover completely all points of the BB. Pressure will be on it, right? Now, what we want you to understand is according to Scripture, and I'll, and I'll share it with you in a minute, even though we have pressure on all sides, all sides it says we're not crushed. 
So if I took a little steel ball, put it on, the, on, a, on a table right here, and pressed against it, I couldn't crush it, even though the pressure would be on all points, all sides. That's what Jesus is telling us. Does Jesus lie? Does Jesus mislead? Is he watering down stuff? No. We need to pay attention to what he's saying because I'm telling you right now, some of you might in the midst right now be covered with pressure on all sides. Or you've just gone through it and right now you feel like, oh, I can't do this life anymore. You are being deceived. And I'm to undeceive you. If you're in the midst of pressure right now on all points, your freedom's here. You're going to have it coming for those that aren't having it right now. I know you're like going, oh, don't prophesy that over my life. No, I'm going to because I believe that you're going to live for Jesus. And anybody that lives for Jesus is going to have these pressures and attacks. You want to be like the world and float down with everybody else and be a statistic? Don't worry about it. You're going to have problems, but it don't matter. <laughs> Your life's messed up. Or you're like going, you know what? That's not what I want. That's not who I am. I want better for my life. I want better. And if you're married, I want better for that. And if you have kids, I want better for that. Because once you connect that relationship with you, it ain't about you. All right, moving right along. He says, in the world, you're going to have trouble. Again, this mental pressure on all points. What's Jesus saying? You're going to have a lot of hell breaking loose in your life. But then he says this, contradicting what he just said in our natural minds, in our natural minds. But cheer up. Huh? I don't know about you, but if I'm dealing with all kinds of ugly and I'm pressured and I'm miserable and you come up to me and you say, I just heard. And I know you're going through hell right now. Cheer up. I'm probably going to hit you. But isn't that what our concept is? Or that was very mean of you to say that. You don't care. Isn't that be, wouldn't that be normal? Or would you be wrong in saying that to someone? They know you're just going through hell and you're like going, Hey, man, cheer up now. Come on. You're like going, yeah, that's insensitive. You're being insensitive. But Jesus does it, then what are we doing? Oh, okay. If we do it, insensitive. If Jesus does it, then why aren't you telling him he's insensitive? He don't care. Because you have a different viewpoint of him. You actually believe that he does love you. And then he's telling you something to help you, right? All right, then you better start believing that of me and your other friends that love you according to what scripture does, all right? Cheer up, I have overcome the world. Yeah, you have, I haven't. <laughs> but what he's saying is this, we're in him, our victory is victory. Oh, that's good. Our victory is victory. In the midst of what? Pressure surrounding me. So he's saying, I'm going to leave you guys. It's going to be a sad time. 
and there's going to be pain. And then he says this, but the pain will turn to happiness. Now listen, watch this. A woman has pain in her time to give birth when it's time to give birth. All right. Some of you gals understand this. Some of you, you'd be shooting up all kinds of drugs. For someone that never took drugs in her life, she was like going, go, go. I don't care if it's LSD, go. <laughs> she, was like, she was like Wonder Woman at the very beginning. And then after it started, after they explained, you know, this is what's happened and this is available. And all of a sudden, I don't even, it could have been a burp. And she was like, going, nop, 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 let's do this. Shoot me up. I was like, I don't care. Just get the baby out. I'm not going to call your faith to it. I'm not going to sit there and go, no, woman, be in faith. I ain't carrying that eight pound monster. <laughs> I, I'm a smart man. I'm not an idiot. Come on, one push, push. Come on, no pain, no gain. No way. But I want to tell you something. Was there pain? Yeah, she just didn't know it. <laughs> but there was pain. No, I'm telling you right now, pain was still there. You guys don't understand. The mind... Gosh, you not, don't miss my teaching. They're very good. Was the pain still there? Exactly, completely. But her mind could care less. She was on a trip. She was in Disneyland. The woman was in pain in her time comes birth. But after the child is born, there ain't no remembrance of that pain. Pure happiness. What happened to the, what happens to, you disgust me. You caused all this. No, you don't even, it, it's, it's out of sight, out of mind. Why? Because the birthing. Now I want to help you. I want to help me. The beginning of Genesis, in the, in the book of Genesis, God made some statements because of the curse Adam and Eve messed up. Adam messed up. Eve followed. But it was a major mess up for us. And then he communicates to Eve and says this. Because of this, you'll now bring forth child in much pain. I need you to understand something. We look at the much pain, but you got to recognize you bring forth the child. Because the child is the key. Though there's going to be pain, the child is going to come. Then he turns to the man and says this. Work. The way you had it before, it was simple. You didn't have to do nothing. You didn't have to sweat. Now, Everything you do is going to be painful in the ability to grow your food and to live your life. You're going to toil. You're going to have struggle. You're going to have all types of different things coming against you just to get your crop of food going. And that is going to be for the rest of your life until you die. But wait a minute. Do you receive a harvest? 
So no matter how you look at that and look at the curse, I need you to understand and recognize that you can't stop the nature. You can put obstacles in it. You can make it difficult. And there were rocks and there were weeds. Are you hearing me? Now, is it going to affect harvest? Certainly. But it ain't going to stop the growth. Nowhere does it stop the growth. Nowhere does it stop the growth. What am I saying? I'm going to say some of you are growing, but you have no harvest. But you're growing. And that's the deception. See, you're wanting the harvest life. We all do. Man, that's awesome. The harvest life, hear me, love life. Not church life, not religious life. In this house, hear me, love life. What day are we talking about? What day are we talking about? That's right. We're talking about life, right? So when I'm talking this way, you fill in the blank in your life. Whatever you're doing right now, whatever vocation, whatever job, marriages, parenting, if you're in high school, if you're in a, a sport, athletics, I'm talking about life. Everybody say life. What am I talking about? What day am I talking about? Exactly. Though it's Sunday. But I'm talking about Monday. Otherwise, you're going to hear this religiously, walk out of this religiously, and die out there. Because your flesh is going to ruin your life. It's going to ruin your life and it's taking you down paths where you're so deceived by it, you will not have the future that you are dreaming of. You want it, you desire it, but I'm telling you right now, you will not have it. You won't have it unless you start doing what Jesus said. These are those that love me. They hear my words and they do them. Don't look at that or define that in a religious concept. Look at it as life. You'll have success. I'm telling you, you will have success. Not my, you will have success. So we look at this and we understand, okay. Jesus said, pain in birth, but I'm going to have a child. Adam you're going to have to go through a lot, of, a lot of sweat, blood, sweat, and tears, tears, but you're going to have a harvest. That's the thing we need to understand. Once you get a seed planted, it has opposition. You got this, people? Every time you plant a seed in the ground, it already has opposition. What opposition? It's already got the weight of the ground on it. The weight of the ground is more than the way the seed weighs. And it's surrounded around weight, pressure. But I'm telling you, when you get the growth process starting, it'll break through anything. It'll break through anything. But is that the goal? Is that the goal for it to grow? That's a process, but is that the goal? What's the goal? Harvest, fruit. Why are you quitting on growing? You're, you're quitting in the growth stage. Oh, you're growing, but you're quitting in life. Because you grow, and then the plant dies. You're quitting. 
You're just growing in life because that's a natural principle. You can't stop it. When you're birthed on this earth, you start growing. That's it. You come in this life, you start growing. You don't stop growing and you continue to grow. Now, again, you hit that 20-minute mark, you start going backwards. That was that video game I was talking about? Okay. That's not 20 minutes. That's a life segment. We're talking dog years now. 20 times 7, whatever. Some of you will get it later on today. Oh my gosh, he's so funny. Not now. All right. 2 Corinthians, 8, uh, 2 Corinthians 4, 8 and 9 says, we are hard pressed on every side. That's what I'm talking about. We are hard pressed on every side. Watch this. But not crushed. I love this scripture. This, this scripture, when it came alive to me, was one of the most impacting scriptures that I ever, ever understood. At that point, when I received this information and I got this revelation of what this was saying, it has helped me through a lot of tough times. Because look at this. We're perplexed. That means you don't see a way out. We're hard-pressed on every side. We're perplexed. We don't see a way out. But in not despair. I'm hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed. Uh, this is terrible. I don't, I don't see a way out of this. But I don't lose hope. Listen, this is the life of a believer. This is not the life of a person in the world because when they don't see a way out, suicide, drugs, alcohol, divorce, they jump in everywhere to try to find a way out. It won't give them a way out, but when you don't see a way out, you have to try to fix it. We are not that same way. When we come to a place in our lives where we don't see a way out and it's very difficult to see answers, God says when you're living and abiding in me. In other, not perfect, but when you say, Jesus is my Lord. I'm not perfect. I'm, I, I've got some mess ups. I've made some bad choices. But Jesus is my Lord. I'm going to have to, I'm, I'll make, I'll come out of this. He said, you won't lose hope. You're not going to have despair. You're going to go, oh, I don't see a way out, but I'm not going to lose hope. I'm not going to lose hope. I don't see a way out. I'm not going to lose hope. You won't lose hope. This is what the Bible says. Is this available? Yes, it's what the Bible says. Don't question it just because you haven't lived it. That's religion. It's what the Bible says. Are you guys hearing me? Well, I'm not done yet. Listen to this. Persecuted. That means you're pursued by enemy. The enemies are pursuing you. You're not just walking down the street. They're chasing you down the street. Is that a fun time? You ever been in a place where you got chased by a bully? So we're perceived by enemies, but watch this, not forsaken. We're not alone. You're not alone. See, that's when you believe no one's there with you. Remember what Jesus said? He goes, everybody forsook me. Paul even said that. But both made the statements, we ain't alone. We're not alone. Is this awesome? You're not alone. Struck down. Oh, we didn't want this one. But not destroyed. 
struck down, but not destroyed. Knocked down, but not out. Isn't that cool? Listen to what I'm saying. We just went through everything that looks like that's, an, that's, that's not a good place to be in life. But every statement that God made after all that ugly was something that says, I can do this. I can get through this. This ain't the end. I can win. Why is it in there? All those negatives. Because people, you're following Jesus. You're living for God. You're going to have everything in here take place. But God's saying your end result isn't what normal people have all the time. Even religious people, even church people. This isn't yours. If you get God's word, you'll recognize this doesn't belong to me. My suggestion is you memorize this thing, get it in your, in your heart and mind so that when you're going through something, it's going to pop up and go, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. I know I don't feel a way out. I'm, I promise you, you're going to have this happen. But with this word, you're going to remember what I'm saying and you're going to go, I'm not, I won't lose despair. I don't see it. No one around sees the answer. But God said that I don't, I won't, I don't need to despair. So there's got to be an answer. When I'm knocked down, I'm not finished. I'm not finished. I'm going to get back up. Even though down doesn't feel good. It's not a good place to be. Pain is not a good place to be. But it's, it's a reminder that I'm living. It's a reminder that I've got growth coming. Oh, I don't want it to come. I don't want this thing to happen. But if it does and when it does, I'm going to realize something. The pain isn't what I'm living for. It's the growth that I'm going for. It's not the pain what I'm living for. It's the growth. It's the growth. No, we don't want it. But Jesus said it's going to come. But everything I've read to you on the negative, there's the flip side of the positive. Oh, hear this. For us to grow, we've, we have to get past these preconceived boundaries we have. Where life isn't looked at in anything other than I get up, eat, poop, and go to bed like a kid. But that's your life. And there's nothing new. It's same old, same old, same old, same old. You're not increasing. You're not, you're not forcing yourself to learn. You're not doing anything. You're just going through the motions year after year after year. And God presents love life with the word. And you go through 2020. You go through 2019. You don't go through 2021. And you didn't receive nothing. You didn't experience nothing. Why? Because you look back at your life and just the same old, same old, same old, same old. And you've noticed it doesn't go same old, same old, a little better, same old. It's always equal or gets worse. What year is this? We're going to press through. We're going to press through. The pain don't mean nothing. It means I got weakness. I got things leave my body and this growth is happening. 
And I'm not looking forward to it. I don't want it to happen. I don't want the negatives. I don't want the pressure, the emotional pressure all around me. I don't want to be in a place where I don't see no way out because of this. I don't want to be in there. But you know what? I have no fear of it because of this word. I have no fear of it. None. No fear. I'll get the knowledge needed. I'll get the information. I'll get that flowing out of me. And no matter where I'm at, I'm going to go, God, I know this way out. I know I'm not going to stay down. I know I'm living life for you. I have a destiny fulfilled. I am greatly loved. I'm called by you. I'm your favorite son. And just, I just, I'm going to live a life of success. I believe it. These words tell me we got to step out of the known and into the unknown. That's what we have to do. We got to get in places that aren't so comfortable, but it's a good place to be. When I was, I was looking at, you have so many different analogies of people of success out there, but I was looking at one of our favorite places is Disney. And when you look at the story of Walt Disney, I'm telling you right now, nothing in his life says automatic millionaire. Nothing. He started Disneyland, $17 million in debt. $17 million in debt. Not started Disneyland, and it's a success. Started Disneyland, 17 million, charged a dollar entrance fee, 50 cents entrance fee. $17 million in debt. You know how much Disney is worth right now? $346 billion. Why? Because of Walt Disney and his attitude of life. I'm telling you right now. Everything about Disney is tied to Walt's dream. This is what Walt said. He never wanted to repeat a past success. He always created something new. Even if it's successful, he was always creating something new. And they call it imagineering. And to this day, that word is used in everything they do. Nothing stays as this is our success. There's always better and more. And they have these people that just keep pressing, keep pushing into that next level. 17 million to debt, to 346 billion. All based upon cartoon mouse. Pretty amazing, isn't it? Isn't that amazing? God said in his word, Romans 8, 28, that he will work everything out for good to those that love the Lord. Those that what? Love the Lord. He said, there's a prerequisite of getting good happening in the midst of this not so good. He didn't say everything is good because not everything is good. He said everything can work out for good. 
for those who what? Love the Lord. I'm going to tell who isn't one that loves the Lord. The one that goes, oh, I love Jesus. Of course I do. And then your life is saying, but I'm not going to do his word. I'm not going to obey his word. Well, you're just giving a lip service, and that's exactly how you live your life with other people. Lip service. Not true love. Lip service. We're created people that do it all the time. That's our training of love. Not God love. It's our training of love. We need to untrain ourselves and train ourselves into true love. God kind of love. And that's the love that always brings trust and hope and belief and expectation. It is. It's the only way to live life as a follower of Jesus. Or you can do the world love. And I'm telling you right now, I, I'm, I can guarantee you pain for your future. Not gain, pain. Broken dreams, statistic life. And it doesn't matter who I say this. I've been saying this for years, and I have the group sitting there looking at me like, yeah, right. And, I, I, and just wait a little bit of time, and I'll be proven right. Why am I always proven right? And I'm telling you 100%. Why? Because God's word is what I'm talking about, not my wisdom, his wisdom. Keep going down the path that's against scripture, train wreck. Moving right along since we're so excited right now. And we know that all things work together for good. Not all things are good to those who love God, to those who love God. And we know John 14 says, these are those that love me. They hear my word and obey it. They hear my word and obey it. What are we talking about? Yes, thank you. Okay, I got three people that are really listening. We're talking about Monday, right? Why do I say that? Because I don't want you to get religious in what I'm talking about. I don't want you to box us up in a pretty church box. I want you to rip the stinking package. I want you to get the information, stick it on yourself like a tat and live life. But not this, this squeaky clean just antiseptic box where you put to the side and go, oh, that's God. No, that's crapito. That's what that is. It has nothing to do with God. God's about Monday. Amen? Are y'all hearing me? The key in this thing is understanding this. Trials and suffering don't make us strong. I'll say that again. Trials and suffering don't make us strong. The pain doesn't make me strong. When I work out, it's not the pain. It's what I'm doing that causes the pain is what's giving me the ability to be stronger. What is that? I'm pressing past what's normal. I'm getting out of my comfort zone. All of a sudden, I'm out of my comfort zone, and there can be pain, 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 whatever. So I'm, it's not the trials or the pain that makes strong. If that was true, every Christian would be super people, everybody, because we all have gone through pain and trials and problems. And if that made us strong, all of us, every Christian on planet Earth would be these, these awesome, you know, hulks and Thors living on the planet. 
but it doesn't, does it? Then why is there this misconception? Why is there this false belief that that's what makes you strong? Because I'm telling you, that's what religion does. It doesn't have a clue what scripture teaches. We go through opinion. We go through feeling and we just throw out stuff and go, yeah, that's it. That's it. Oh, don't worry about it. The pain will help you grow. No, it won't. No, it won't. Just so you understand, that's a key. Amen. We have to embrace. Embrace the understanding of that pain and that discomfort, just like champions do. You look at anybody that run, that's in the Olympics. This ain't, oh, I got up one morning, I'm going to join the Olympics. These are put sacrifice, blood, sweat, and tears to get to a level that's the greatest on this planet. Not just average, not above average, to be the greatest on this planet. And when you look at any of these people, they sacrifice starting early. You guys hearing me? I'm not saying that's what we have to do to have success in fill in the blank. But what I'm saying is, is what level of greatness do you want to go to? Because that level is going to require something else. It always does. Anybody can play Little League. Anybody. But when you get to the next level, things take place that change everybody plays. And then you get to the next level. And all of a sudden, it starts weeding out others. What's happening? It's what life does. There's that comes a time where you say, either I'm going to put in full effort or I'm not going to get to the next level. And so you have to persevere. What are we going to do in 2021? Persevere. There are a lot of things. Listen. Why don't I have any millionaires in this church? I guarantee you, you guys can make a list of reasons why. And not one of them are right. You can put color, culture, uh, uh, where you're born. You can put in all fill in the blanks and excuse and excuse and excuse and excuse and make all kinds of excuses. That's a bunch of bunk. If, if God is talking to a bunch of people making clay bricks, and saying nothing is impossible for them, then why all of a sudden is everything impossible for you? You got God living in you. They didn't. You got the wisdom of God whenever you need it. If any person asks wisdom, let them ask without doubting, and God will give it to you. What? 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 What are we going to do? What are we going to do with these scriptures that say, come on, greatness? Come on, champion? Come on, greatness? Come on, champion. What are you going to do about it? Come on, greatness. Come on, champion. Let's start getting up. Come on, greatness. Come on, champ. This day is a day that the Lord made for you. I will be glad, rejoice on it, and champion in it. Yeah, but what if things happen? Whatever. No pain, no gain. No pain, no gain. Come on. Love life. This is time. Our time. Our time. Amen? Our time. We are going to do this, or, or, or you're just going to float in life. You're going to be a person, uh, you know, after months, after a few years, we look back and go, yeah, see, there it is. There it is. 
Parents, we don't want our kids to be that way. That's your job, not mine. We will help you create the best of the best. I'm gonna tell you right now, whatever we do will be completely wiped away by what you do on Monday. Help us help you. Help us help you. Our time. God's looking at us all in 2021 and saying, well, we're going to let this world win? We're going to let all this, all this ugly, all this, this, this control, all this stuff that says you're nothing but a bunch of rats, a bunch of mice. We will dictate. We will tell you what you need to believe for. We will tell you. Need. Man, I'm telling you, it's got to stop. It's got to stop. It starts with your life in your home right now. The way you live, the way you communicate. I'm not talking, we're not getting signs and going out rebelling and, and oh, we're going we're gonna to march for this. I'm not talking about that. That's junk. That's garbage. We're not going to go to, you know, save across the street and start throwing bricks through the windows. No, those, those are insane people. We're people that walk in wisdom and we're called of God to be the light and salt of this earth, not to be the trampled, the ones that are to be the terrific champions, ones that can turn this world right side up. That's who we are. It starts with each person individually. You receive Jesus, that's not the end all. Now's the time to grow. Now's the time to mature. Time to get out of this comfort zone and start walking into the unknown, into places where God's going, man, I've been waiting for you here. I've been waiting for you here. This is where not only you're going to shine, but I'm going to shine. Yeah. That's what I want. I want us to be able to experience this greatness that God has for each and every individual in here. More than a conqueror. That's his word to you. He will always lead you into triumph. That's his word to you. The battles and wars will come because there's no victory without it. And he wants you victorious. How can it be victorious if there's no fight? I'm going to tell you where there's no fight. If I veg in life, and I let my health go down, and I let my mind go down, and I let my spirit go down. That's me, my choices. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to take responsibility. Say, you know what? Enough's enough. There's going to be some pain, but I'm going to get greater gain. And my gain is what produces the success, not the pain. The pain is weakness leaving my body. The pain is my ability to see that there's greater and better before me. Amen? Yeah. We can do this. We can do this. We receive Jesus, and if you haven't, here's your opportunity. Out there, if you've received Jesus, then hey, let's go for this. Let's run with this. But if you haven't, here's your opportunity. All you have to do is call in the name of the Lord Jesus, and you shall be saved. All you have to do is call in the name of the Lord Jesus, and you shall be saved. Information, knowledge, understanding, all comes after the fact.
not before or not right away. A baby birthed on this earth is alive on this earth, belonging to the parents on this earth. But that's it. But that's the starting point. That's where we all start. Screaming, crying, pooping babies. So I don't know about you, but if I wasn't one, I want to be one now. So let's get to it. Say this with me. Say, Jesus, I believe in you. And I call on your name. I ask you, Jesus, to come into my life. I want this life that I've been hearing about. So I ask you to come into my life and change this. Change this life into the life that you've designed. I'm going to obey and I'm going to walk in this truth because Jesus, you're my Lord. Amen. If you prayed that prayer for the first time in here, raise your hand. If you prayed that prayer for the first time out there, click the button. Either way, our agreement is, is your life will never, ever, ever, ever be the same again. And I'm glad you came because next Sunday, I got seven points to finish this message. And it's awesome. Love you guys. Be blessed. We'll see you. Thanks again for listening. To hear more encouraging messages just like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. If you loved what you received, please consider rating it and sharing it with your friends and family. For more information about Love Life and getting connected with us, go to lovelife.church. We love you and are believing God's best for you.